Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leavingalegacy. Magic is power. everyone, welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick, I'm your Legacy Newbie, and with me this week as always, Mr. Jerry Me, What's up, Jerry? Oh, not much, Pat, not much, just hanging out, enjoying the beautiful weather outside. How are you doing? It's, yeah, man, uh, same. It's been really nice. I'm actually, uh, so this weekend I have some plans, Jerry. Have you ever played, like, disc golf? Uh... Yes, in the nineties when it was a thing. <laughs> my my buddy is uh this kid I'm working with is uh huge into disc golf and he convinced me to go play this weekend. So I'm hoping the nice weather keeps up so I can go play this weekend. I've heard there's actually like a couple disc golf courses in the uh in the Boston area. Uh, there's not a couple. Like Massachusetts has, I think, is second in the nation uh behind Texas for a number of golf a number of disc golf courses in the US. <laughs> Which and is crazy considering how small a state Massachusetts well, is. Well, <laughs> I think it's just the I so I was asking him, I was like, what do you think it is? Do you think it's just like the per capita number of colleges that we have that have like true? He's That's like, probably well, a big deal. <laughs> he's like, colleges are really like those guys play ultimate frisbee. I'm like, yeah, but like when they get out of college and they can't move anymore than don't they just turn into disc golf he's like yeah it's probably possible we also have like i guess like uh maple hill is like the best disc golf course in the world and it's in massachusetts really yeah it's wild so anyway i, I ended up bringing it up to him because uh where my kids play soccer on saturdays they have a league there and uh there's like a disc golf course that goes through the woods there it's like over a mile long like to walk the whole thing so isn't disc golf just like throwing frisbees at targets it's basically golf in frisbee form so and you have like different frisbees for different like you have like drivers you have putters you have i i actually think i can get into that because like i never really like golf because it hurts my back like i'd like the whole the whole like golf stance and all that it, hurt, it kills my back can't do golf can't do the whole corporate you know golf world but i think if we make a push we make a push late stage <laughs> capitalism late stage capitalism we're gonna switch from golf to disc golf well here's the thing is like disc golf disc golf you can play for free you don't have to really pay for it to go i can go to daisy field which is in franklin and play for free uh the to to buy into to play is like under for under 100 for well under 100 dollars. you buy like a disc golf backpack and like all the discs you could possibly need for under 100 bucks so it costs you less than like a golf cart rental uh, a greens fee and like and you know what and you're you know like basically your drinks for the day you can you can do all that and like for like basically you play frisbee golf for the rest of your life so let's but, uh, let's, let's start the movement people next wait, time should we make some lal branded discs next time you're, bro what if we made lal branded disc for disc yeah, golf yeah next time your boss is like hey we're gonna go like tee off and hit some golf balls and discuss the business proposal you're gonna you're, i want everyone to fire like, back it's like nah sorry i don't golf but i do do disc yeah like like it basically it's like would you rather golf but also smoke pot at the same time because we can do that playing disc golf i mean that was that was unspoken that was unspoken <laughs> but understood i'm speaking it now man i'm speaking it now uh but yeah so it's i'm pretty pretty excited about it i'm hoping that anyway this is my uh my you know I'm hoping the nice weather that we've had this week holds out for the weekend. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Excellent. Well, yeah, man. I, I hope you have a good time. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we will. Hey, don't forget Sunday is mother's day, everyone. So if you uh, haven't oh, got shit. your mother a gift, yeah. If you haven't got your mother a gift yet, or you're, you know, I, sorry, I gotta go children. I gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jerry's left guys. Uh, <laughs> uh but yeah so it, it, that's uh that's a friendly reminder from from your guys living legacy monday sunday's mother's day so get that special lady something nice or don't i mean whatever it's your life <laughs> be an asshole <laughs> um i did want to do a quick shout out for our newest patrons this week is that oh, cool yeah let's do it so up. um we had our newest patron darth dog which is like a very cool name i'm, I'm digging i'm big into that i wonder uh, if it's his birth name yeah, <laughs> yeah. Join the yeah. We'll we'll need a birth certificate with uh, Darth <laughs> Dog on it, please. Um, but join the Patreon. So I want to just give them a shout out and say thank you. Thanks, Darth Dog. Hell yeah. Um, all right. I cool. What type like, of dog Darth Dog is? Well, I mean, it's an evil dog because they're a Sith, right? Oh, so it's a Chihuahua. Uh, yeah. I mean that that's the only <laughs> that's the only like breed of dog that is inherently evil, right? Or Chihuahuas? Yeah, because they're actually cats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. 
any any yeah yeah <laughs> you know my stance on dogs and dog sizes <laughs> <laughs> anything less than 10 pounds is a cat <laughs> yes and cats are useless exactly so uh but yeah let's uh well we have a guest this week jerry a wonderful guest yes let's get into let's get into uh, introducing our guest why don't you go for it yeah welcome to the cast uh co-founder and runner of the paper legacy discord as well as an official magic the gathering judge uh welcome to the cast jordan meller how you doing man doing good excited to be on the cast um i am one of the few original mod team members our original founder is rad hazard a guy who is also called jeremy founded back in december of 2019 and we've been going strong ever since yeah, that's awesome. I remember back when uh, the pandemic first hit and quarantine lockdown, uh, I hopped on a couple of the events and you actually uh, judged a couple of the, uh, the the tournaments and it was a it was an awesome time. Um, I particularly liked uh, liked your judging style because you had the round clock. So it's like a tournament and like all tournaments, there's a round clock. But then because you're judging the event, you sit there and you put together Gundam models while judging the event when there's no judge call. So it's like, oh, you check, you check the round timers. Like, oh, there's 15 minutes left in the left in the round clock. And you're also putting together like a beam saber on your desk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, tell tell our listeners kind of a little bit about uh about the Discord, what it's all about, what you can do there, and just kind of what what the deal is. Sure. The Discord really evolved from what its original purpose was. Um, our founder, Rad Hazard, Jeremy, uh, founded it back in December 2019 because he really wanted to have a place to play Legacy. Um, you know, his local scene is not that great out in the Midwest uh, where he lives. And he really wanted a place where he could get more involved in the Legacy scene. Um, we picked up some more moderators along the way. Dr. Leo is one of the founding members. Uh, Jonathan Dr. Leo, he is a doctor. Um, along the way, I jumped in around March or February of uh, 2020. And around that same time, we started doing tournaments. Uh, we started on Challenge, uh, which is a tournament software. We moved immediately to MTG Millie, if you've heard of it. Um, a lot of the arena folks use it, but we were on there when mm -hmm. it was still in beta. Um, we're actually kind of their test dummies. Um, any paper event that runs through it is pretty much just us. Um, so we've had to work with them a lot of the times because there were glitches in the beginning. Um, and we also um, have reached out to them many times due to how the their archetype system works. They had a lot of archetypes for only standard and pioneer originally in there. And a lot of the reason you'll start seeing legacy archetypes in there now is because we've requested many times for them to put in legacy <laughs> archetypes. Uh, we have a cephalid breakfast player on our discord that's really well known. It was like, please give us breakfast. Please give us Cheerios. Please give us <laughs> Apple Jacks. We have a painter. Please can we get strawberry shortcake, please? <laughs> With all these wow. kind of like big ass of them. They've done a great job with their system and I really love it. But that's um, awesome. We've really grown from that time. You know, we used to run a day and a night event um, to which now we do a Saturday event every uh, Saturday. Um, every other Sunday, we do a European-centric time zone event, which is a tournament uh, for the European side. That's usually around an average of 15 to 20. Um, average on the Sundays. On Saturdays, our weeklies are about 40 persons on average. Um, and then around August, we started doing our first leagues. Um, so we have a monthly league that you can play in. So for the people who aren't as familiar with Discord, we run it all through Discord. We have pools. Um, everyone plays out their pools, and then the top of their pool gets to get put into the playoffs. Our playoffs are all pre-recorded after you make top uh, 16, which we record all the way through and put it up on YouTube. Um, for streaming-wise, though, I'm one of the main streamers, along with Beyonce Ditch to Corey, as well as our fellow friend Mike Diff, who's another moderator. Um, a lot of the team is also judges now. Um, so that's really hype. We've gotten a lot of judges involved. A lot of people from all around the around the US and we also have German mods too for the EU server um, side. For those events, uh, our dear buddy Farad and Marcus, aka uh, Cathor and Evil, they're holding down the fort um, for the EU centric time zone just because that's been a really big ask. We have a lot of Asia Pacific players. We have players from Dubai, we have players from Chile. It's been a really big community building experience just to see how many people play legacy around the world. That's awesome. And I think, uh, so that's, uh, you were mentioning that that's actually, so you actually, uh, well, the whole server actually started up before the pandemic as a way for just people who didn't really live in an area where they could play weekly legacy as a way for them to play paper magic online together. And you were just kind of perfectly positioned for when the pandemic hit to just broaden it to this, you know, now massive amount of players who want to still play their paper legacy decks, but just don't, didn't have a place to do it. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's been a big push. I mean, it's all been organic growth. It's nothing about like 
trying to pull in players. Like people want to show up and play, you know, we're playing for points. You know, we have an invitational that we do now. Uh, we're not playing for real prizes. The, the prize that you get from our tournament is a proxy token, which I can mm. show you guys later. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of cool stuff. We do every invitational. Now we send out token proxies, which are, you know, like proxy cards, like on the back, it has our logo in Japanese. Um, it's got like a sort of magic S back, but it's clearly not a magic back. And then the front is a full art of whatever cycle that we're doing right now. We're trying to stay around a cycle of one CMC instance. Our first invitational after that one, we released a brainstorm art token done by our in-house artist, Alba Almager, uh, who is really great, has a lot of inspirational design choices, which I'll probably put in the cast so you guys can see it very soon. But, um, our second invitational after that one, we released the art for Dark Ritual. And then our in-house artist is working on crop rotation now, which is what we're going to do for the season. So every season, we have a new uh, token card. Awesome. That we give out to our winners. And we also give out four to the invitational winner. Shout out to our invitational winner, Champagne, taking it down with uh, green, uh, green black depths. Nice. So that's actually interesting. So um, the tournaments do allow proxies, I'm assuming. Of course. I mean, it yep. wouldn't be without it, you know. <laughs> It's always been a big point of contention with people. And the big thing about legacy is we all know it. Like everyone knows the print run of alpha beta unlimited and revised. Everyone knows it. And you're only getting closer and closer down as you go along, because these things are not only being lost, they're being damaged. You know, you only have so many duels in the world. Um, and you, you really have to go down that route. You know, the proxy limit on us is, you know, bring as many proxies as you can, as long as they're color printed and they're original magic arts, you know, People recognize them and play them. You want to play legacy. You know, I'm from Atlanta and I can tell you on the count of my hands about every Atlanta player I know that plays legacy. Like it's 10 dudes. Like mm -hmm. I know them all. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, before we get too far into it, cause I know people are already going to be interested in this, you know, how do people get involved with this? You know, if someone wants to play, uh, you know, enter a legacy tournament, uh, playing from the comfort of their own home, playing their paper magic deck, uh, you know, how do they, how do they join the discord? So we have a discord invite link and we have all of our instructions on discord. We have an events registration section, which was where we put all of our stuff for the weeklies. Uh, so there will be a link to MTG Melee. You just have to authenticate your discord with it. That way it tells that it is you from our discord. Um, once that happens, you'll be registered for that weekly event. Usually we release them on Mondays around like Eastern time, 12 PM around lunchtime ish. Um, and then signups close 30 minutes before the event starts. You know, we start at 1 p.m. EST. Uh, so it closes at 12.30 p.m. EST um, for the Saturdays. And then for our Sunday biweekly EU event, which we're trying to move to every Sunday, but it's just all about, you know, staffing and all that. We have uh, 10, 10 GMT from what I remember on that one. Nice. And uh, the, the tournaments are free to enter? Or of course. Like yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, yeah, it's just uh, another great place for people to kind of get in some legacy action while, you know, they're either waiting for their stores to reopen or yeah. there's tons of people out there who just don't live in a legacy dense population area. And, you mm -hmm. know, they don't just have the options even when the pandemic's over. Uh, also, the fact that you allow proxies, you know, if you want to try out a deck and you don't know if you want to commit to picking up those LEDs or anything like that <laughs> yet. Grand. You know, this is a way to kind of enter in a fairly competitive tournament with, uh, you know, people taking the game seriously without having to, you know, drop the the serious money on it. Because uh, nothing's worse than dropping a couple grand on a deck and then realizing that you hate playing that deck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, Pat? You've never done that before. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it, like that hasn't been my MO for years and years since I got into Legacy. I can't tell you how many times I've bought and sold City of Traders. <laughs> Pat has put many magic dealers kids through college just by buying magic cards and then selling those same magic cards back to them a couple months later. You know what? All I can say is I'm happy to help. I'm happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, so what's, uh, what's kind of the meta look like in the event size? I feel you, you kind of almost have the same meta as like a, a shop would where you have sort of the same faces showing up over and over again. So you kind of get a feel for, for what's out there, but you said you're getting like 30, 40 people on, on the Saturday event. So that's, that's a pretty large turnout. I'm sure there's a lot of diversity there too. Yeah, there is. And then of course with our leagues too, we have usually about a hundred people signing up for our leagues monthly. I think this league right now we're at 109. So we're, we're boosting up the pools on those. So with our leagues, at least we don't have a registered deck list until you make playoffs. So anyone can change the deck between uh, their matches. 
So if you play against one person, you want to play death and taxes, but the next match you're going to play against, like you want to play dead guy ale or something. I play dead guy ale. Uh, I love it, but um, Hell yeah. you can do that. I mean, in leagues, but if you're in a tournament, uh, you know, our tournament players, some of them have their pet decks. They've played these decks forever. So one of our players, Discord's name is Charbel, plays a learn really good to learn player. A lot of people use his decks online. I've seen a Thraben university video about his deck. I've seen LSV do decks of Dr. Leo's um, uh, Stormcaller deck. You know, there are people who play their decks and have played them forever and they'll just play that. And then there are people who switch between what they want to play from week to week. Uh, we have a really good doomsday player and a guy named black sky doc from Florida. Super good guy plays a really tight game of doomsday. We have our ever lovable Tensai from Dubai very prolific player, plays a ton of cephalid breakfast. A ton. You see that Shuko? It's coming. Uh, <laughs> so you, you do have people who are experts at their deck. Uh, they are really well known for what they play. I know Champagne played for a decently long time. He played um, Oops All Spells. And then we had someone else that was really well known for playing uh, uh, Esper Vile. Nice. So there are people in Discord who are the regulars, and they'll come with what their deck is every time. And then there are people who come in with what deck they want to feel that week. You know, we have even our moderators play um, Marcus. He plays in Tombsday. He's played uh, Grixis Delver before. You know, it's all sorts of stuff. Um, when Roland was back in the mod team, when he was still running, Roland Chang, uh, mm -hmm. great guy, uh, he would play his Delver deck and he'd show up and play. Um, nice. So we really have a good community of people who really want to show up and play what they want to play. You know, you also have people who wouldn't traditionally play on Mitgo, you know, the decks that you don't see like... Uh, Mono White Bomberman when that shows up, or Karnekas when that shows up, because no one wants to play that deck online. Mm -hmm. Oh, you mean like why I stopped playing Alern on Magic Online when I kept losing to the clock? <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced Alern is unbeatable, except you just lose to the clock every time. <laughs> <laughs> just got to get good at clicking. Yeah, exactly. Also, if I run out of time, it means that I lost the clock and not that I would lose to something else later on. <laughs> Um, I, I feel probably one of the biggest concerns people have about playing, uh, through camera in an actual, uh, you know, tournament rather than just versus their friends. I don't know. Maybe you have scumbag friends who do this, but, uh, like is, is cheating a concern at all? Like you can't really cut your opponent's deck. I mean, I know you're not playing for anything other than bragging rights, but <laughs> you know, cheaters going to cheat still, you know, some people just have that psychological need. So we've had a very lucky chance with our discord we have a great group of people on the discord and we've only had one cheating event like in of instance where it was 100 we, we know you're cheating like we know we, we've seen it we mm -hmm. have the videotapes we have the, the evidence yeah. that was like december and like january 2020 we haven't mm -hmm. had an incident ever since uh we have a lot of rigid rules about like how you know certain things are supposed to apply we do try and keep to the ipg as much as possible but there are certain mm -hmm. things like we tell our players hey figure out how you want to cut your deck. We copied a lot of what the old school discord did where they do in three piles and you have to pick one, two or three, yep. what you want on top. Uh, we even say, you know, keep your hand on the battlefield or within sight, you know, don't show it of course, but like we need to see how many cards are in your hand. You're not adding something, removing mm -hmm. your hand away. Um, try and keep your hand face down on the table and you're not looking at it. Um, shuffle on screen. So you're not, you know, cheating shuffling off the side. You know, all these kind of things are things that we have put in place because we want to make sure that we have the best possible player experience for our community. And so far, it's been working out great. You know, we have judges on staff for every event. I'm always on call whenever I'm streaming an event. I'm always around. We have Pope Hoffy, Matt, uh, who's an L2 judge, um, who's around usually. And we have other judges that are around on the server. You know, they have their own special role and you do at judge on the server. Say I'm in X table on the Discord, shows up, looks at the screens, like, what's going on? What's the problem? Please stop. I want to see what's going on here. And you get both sides of whatever the argument is, whether it's a rulings call, like, can I cast this? Um, how does this work with, you know, LED and um, did I do this right? Is that a legal action? Oh, I accidentally uh, pondered when I was supposed to brainstorming. Whoops. Mm. <laughs> uh, how do I handle that? You know, I've, we've seen all sorts of types of calls. Uh, we've had it even live on our stream sometimes. We had an invitation or we had a, a mistake happen. But, you know, you have to roll with the punches, you know? How do you actually do that? So in a regular tournament and there's like a rewind situation, like the I've had like judges will like pick up my deck and they're like, all right, this goes here and this goes here. We're going to shuffle this. Da, da, da. It's like, you can't, you can't do that on camera. This is just like a, a whole new hurdle as a judge for like fixing game states. Yeah. It's honestly a hurdle that you have to get around your head for that kind of stuff. Like, so 
for example, you know, you can only work with what, what information you have. So you got to look at the yards, see if there are any effects that might have shuffled the top of the library. Um, you know, how many cards were known in the person's hand? How did you know it? You know, did you play mm. a Thoughtseize? Did you play an Inquisition of Kozilek? Um, you know, has it been a surgical played? What's not supposed to be in the deck? You know, all that kind of stuff. And you really got to work with the players on your best judgment. Um, you know, sometimes you can even take them aside into um, special sections of the Discord where it's just you and the player and it's like, look, I need to see the whole list. I need to see it all. You know, you can check it against their um, the MTG Melee list too to see if there's a deck mm -hmm. list problem or a deck problem. Um, mm -hmm. But it has its whole new complexities because you're not actually there physically. But, you know, you know the tells when someone is trying to cheat. You know the tells. Like, it's <laughs> it's something ingrained in you as a magic judge that you can tell when you're investigating. You're just like, okay, this is going to be a cheating investigation versus mm -hmm. this person legitimately just accidentally reveal the card off the top of the library I've done, that, I've done that before yeah, you know, i've knocked over a card off the top and it's like oh crap yeah, yeah. we all we all know cheaters that look like pat all of us <laughs> trying to cast chain lightnings at instant speed <laughs> oh to fairies out and you're trying to cast lightning bolt yeah that's not happening oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah i mean that's that, that's definitely cool i mean the new challenges lead to interesting solutions and you know at the end of the day you get it done because people want to play the game you know they're not gonna let the rules stand in the way of uh them playing the game they'll just find workarounds to to make it work exactly i mean we've had to give um game losses to players due to being like 20 minutes late to a round and there are players who are like yeah don't give them the game loss i want to have this out real i'm like that is your prerogative okay yeah, yeah you can do this if you want um next time this happens though 20 minutes late you will be you know you'll get a game loss for this mm -hmm. and if you don't show up you're gonna get dq'd at some point you know <laughs> yeah because no one like the main thing no one wants to have that you know the buy no one wants to have mm -hmm. buy. you know there are some players who want to play for the points because we have a point system and you gain a point for every win that you get in a tournament and every win that you get in um league so you can get into an invitational um that way you can win a full set of our tokens uh whether the tokens they may be whether it be crop rotation soon or dark rituals which are really cool um but that's what you're playing for you're playing for mm -hmm. the notoriety and having your photo of your deck in the hall of champions which is a big thing that we took from uh, the old school Discord people where they have all their deck photos as actual photos of the deck. Uh, so nice. we have a section on our Discord for all our champions that I've ever won. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Now, the uh, the Saturday tournaments, are those like six round events or what, what do they usually uh, go for? It depends on how many people sign up, but recently it's been five to six rounds. You know, you start at 1 p.m. and it ends at like seven or eight. No, you know, it's a long dope. thing, but you can drop out at any time if you want. You know, we have players do that all the time because, you know, it's late, wherever they may be. You know, we have players who play from Singapore, you know, they play on the Saturdays. I'm like, I don't know how you're doing this, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have a New Zealand player in our league too. You know, it's all sorts of stuff. And we try for our leagues at least to have like the time zones sort of match. You know, we're not mm -hmm. going to try and put someone in New Zealand with like someone in the Eastern coast uh, time zone, but you know, we're going to try and match as best as we can. And thankfully we have enough of the European and APAC player base that we have a lot of those time zone differentials where we have enough players to say, Hey, we can actually have pools where they're all EU and slash APAC region. You know, it, it's really cool to be able to like talk to people on stream when we were actually doing streams. And, you know, when we had one of our players named Chaman, a uh, discord player from Chile and his whole Chile posse showed up on stream, just speaking in Portuguese and <laughs> I have no idea what they're saying, but they're really hype about him playing Dinopox. <laughs> <laughs> he took down a league with Dinopox. It was really cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. And are the leagues uh, like five game leagues? Like how, how do the leagues work on, on the Discord? So on the Discord, you're going to play the amount that are in your pool. You have to play everyone in your pool. Typically, you have a pool of six to seven players in your pool. Uh, whoever has the highest win rate in the pool is going to show up into the playoff brackets um it's based on match win percentages uh we have a whole league organizer that does this our lovely ann harrison who does this great lady from the uk who helps us out with the league and we have some people on the judge staff as well to help her with uh organizing it because we have a whole google form about it like how to fill it out it all feeds into this nice pretty document which allows us to actually do a lot of this automated um and then we do a whole uh playoff bracket where we talk about like actually how to do the streaming and the commentary um and record that stuff because we do stream our invitationals mm -hmm. we stream those all the way through they're double elimination and then the winner's bracket versus the lower bracket um if you make it from the lower bracket you have to do a bracket reset kind of like if you do it in a fighting game tournament mm -hmm. um so you have the upper and the lower if they if the lower bracket person wins they reset the bracket and they have to win all over again uh, doing like the best of three of course 
that's invitational and you can get dropped down to the lower bracket and still make your way back up uh, if you grind all the way through, which is a really cool tournament style. Um, but for Saturdays, you know, five to six players, you know, five to six rounds, you have like 40 plus players usually. It's a whole lot of fun. And, you know, winner gets uh, our proxy dark ritual token, or in this case, now we're going to do crop rotation. So I'm really excited to see how that art turns out, considering I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Nice. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. It's a, it's a sweet thing. And, you know, you guys started up before the pandemic uh, happened. So it's not like it's going to go away nope. once the pandemic's over. Uh, there's just going to be tons of people who are always going to want a place to play legacy uh, online. Plus, Having tournaments at home makes it a whole lot easier to drink while playing <laughs> yeah. in the tournament, you know, for uh, for those LGSs that don't have their liquor license. <laughs> uh, you can just hang out at home and, uh, and do self-serve BYOB tournaments. <laughs> no, that's a big thing. And I do say one of the cool things that we started taking care of when we moved to doing the Saturday weeklies on MTG Melee is we have built into it because of how Melee works. You have the Discord on there and then the Twitch link. So every Saturday we do the feature match or final round typically of a Saturday's tournament. As much as we would like to do every round, it's just a lot of work and you need the you need the people power to always have those rounds streaming. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, I'm sure you guys are aware of how much that takes the toll on your commentators. <laughs> yeah. You have to rotate through them. Having a streamer on deck changing the life totals, making sure people are set up to do OBS Ninja, which is how we feed through all the camera stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a ton of fun, but a ton of work. And then every Tuesday night we do, um, a legacy fight night, which can be anywhere from our evergreen stuff, which is like player versus players. So anyone in this court can play against each other. It's three rounds. Uh, so you have a total of six people being pulled from, for that. We have mod fights where you get to fight the mods like myself, um, Astrid, um, Corey, beyond sadistic, um, Mike, Mike Diff, uh, Dr. Leo, like you can play any of them, whatever they're known for. Um, all of their decks on those. And then we have some theme events. So, you know, last time we played uh, fight night, we had uh, breakfast decks. So you had to play something that was food oriented. Hmm. Um, so there was a Cheerios deck, there was a dead Gael deck, uh, strawberry shortcake, because you had to play something that was either themed to a breakfast cereal, or you had to play something that was an actual food. <laughs> and then we do pre Innistrad night sometimes, because those are really fun. You know, it, it's a throwback to the olden days where, you know, we didn't have certain decks uh, weren't around yet, you know, no Delbert. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we've thought of some really cool decks where you have like some sort of fun. Uh, they're up on our YouTube. Um, we've had meme night where people played meme decks, like entirely meme. Uh, one of our moderators played Battle of Wits. Uh, with, oh, yeah. Uh, Apostle, <laughs> Vampire, Shadowborn Apostle, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really funny time to see them pilot that deck with like the 200 cards. Yep, yep. Uh, at my old LGS, there was a guy there who played the Battle of Wits deck and he was. Uh, very seriously trying to uh fine-tune it for like an scg open that was coming to worcester or whatever and and so we were like playing like our sunday our sunday you know they had a sunday event there every sunday and he's like got this giant stack of a bat it's like 249 cards for battle of wits and it was uh it was pretty hilarious and he's like shuffling it he's like all right now you got to pick which pile I'm like <laughs> it doesn't matter he's like no i take this very seriously you got to pick which pile you want. i'm like all right this one and uh yeah it was it was pretty entertaining to watch that watch that happen yeah, the shuffle technique is unreal when it comes to the Battle of Wits deck. Oh, yeah, for sure. Huge chunk. Yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, man. So how many judge calls do you get in an evening if you're, say, run doing like a five or six round tournament? I say two to three on average. You know, these can be from anywhere from like a minute long judge call. Of like, hey, I just did an Oracle text, please. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I just need to know if, if this works, how they say that it works. You know, I just want a confirmation that this works because it's a weird interaction. Yep, yep. yep. Um, to calls where it's like, yeah, I've cast uh, a brainstorm against their Teferi. We didn't catch it like two turns ago. <laughs> I wasn't illegally allowed to play some of these things. It's like, well, this is fun. Yep. Yeah. You need to go into uh, you know, a corner case call uh, where you know anything and everything can happen. You know, mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. a, a very famous one with our our moderator team. Um, we love we play a lot of old school. So one of the questions that came up that stumped us for the longest time is how word of command works. Mm -hmm. Um because it says you control your opponent while you're shuffling through their deck and like looking through their hand. It is a really wild card when you look into like how that actually is supposed to work. Mm -hmm. um, it, it is one of the only cards I know of that has its own comprehensive rules text to just it. <laughs> um, so if you ever want a fun fact about magic, just look at what that card does in the comprehensive rules text. And there's a <laughs> lot of things you can end up doing uh, while playing that card. That's awesome. That's hilarious. <laughs>
<laughs> gotta love the players who just come specifically to make the judges night a living hell <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh, i brought my uh green black rock chains of mephistopheles sylvan library uh combo deck <laughs> <laughs> oh man now speaking about judges so you you are a judge yourself are you are you a level what what level judge are you i'm a level one judge from atlanta georgia i usually go to scg atlanta and judge the side events i'm usually the the local legacy guy who you'll see at every side event of scg atlanta (laughs) that's me (laughs) awesome awesome uh this isn't something we've really talked about the entirety of quarantine is you know what the judge program has looked like because uh, we were kind of talking about this before the cast. There was kind of a big hubbubaloo and a little bit of a, uh, you know, controversy going on with the judge program. And then quarantine basically hit and everyone forgot all about it. But uh, right before COVID happened, uh, Wizards like completely revamped the judge program into uh, I, I, I'm blanking on what it's called is like judge, judge, judge Academy. Academy, judge Academy. Yeah. So so can you can you kind of fill people in you know what what the judge program looked like right before quarantine and you know what it's basically looked like for the last year now sure so before quarantine you know we were just moving over to judge academy you know you had that time period i think it was like three months or so where you could move your judge apps historical level over to judge academy and you'd still have whatever level you were so if you're a level three a level two or a level one uh, in judge apps you could move that over within a certain time period but if you didn't move it over you'd lose your level um, and you'd have to redo the coursework for it. Um, previously, when you were a judge, you, well, when I first started learning how to judge, we had the uh, rules advisor, which is now back again. Um, so it, some things don't ever change. Um, but, you know, back in the day, we R- had up to R- five. Rules Rules advisor basically being the, this person more or less knows how to play the official rules of magic. They're not an actual judge, but they're the person that you ask the rules question of when you don't have a judge available. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's three. Um, that's a big thing now. Uh, with Judge Academy and how the shift worked from moving from Watsi provided kind of judge program from back in the day, which everyone loved. They used to give out the shirts at GPs. You know, all, everyone remembers if you went to a GP back in the day, you know, the all black judge shirt with whatever their name tag was on it. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty iconic. It's a button down. But um, nowadays, you know, we're getting closer and closer to where it was unsustainable as, as far as I'm aware for Wizards of the Coast to run judge program. So they just said, hey, we need to get rid of this. We just can't do it. You guys need to figure out what you're going to do with the judge program. We, we, we love what you guys did, but it's just hard to keep you guys around. I'm not sure if that was from Wizards of the Coast or if Hasbro was doing that, but that's as far as yeah. I was aware. So, Let, Well, let's say it's not necessarily that it wasn't sustainable for Wizards. Wizards <laughs> makes a lot of money. They are They are not losing money on Magic by any means. Wizards just no longer wanted to pay for the judge program. And I think what really happened was uh, wizards actually ended up getting sued uh, by a couple judges uh, basically for employer wages. And I think, I don't think that court case actually ended up going anywhere, but I think that was scary enough for Hasbro that they just wanted to wipe their hands of it. And they're like, all right, we're not going to be doing the judge program anymore. I can see that. Um, You know, it's the same thing nowadays where I think the Uber situation where they're having that kind of whole fiasco in California with the gig economy stuff I can kind of see a lot of corporations going in like, we don't want to get into any kind of gray zone here um, from the Hasbro perspective. Like, this is a bad idea to be here. Um, you know, I love that they supported it forever, but I, I, I see where, where Hasbro was coming where they're like, this is bad. There is risk here. So we're going to have to get rid of this. Um, that's just like the the cynic in me from like the finance background, you know, um, where I'm just looking at it from just a pure like finance background perspective where it's like, this is probably a risk. Like, actual risk for us <laughs> brand risk too you know in case like something happens you know uh i work in a non-profit sector so like it's technically a risk you know when you're doing nonprofit stuff and you have uh, a club organization and certain things come out and you know it has to do with that local level but it still reflects back on the whole brand so you know if something bad happened with a judge or something you know it could reflect all the way back up to wizards of the coast and by proxy hasbro um so i can understand from the corporate aspect of why that happened uh, it's just disappointing because Judge Apps was such a great time. And the Judge program back then was really good. Um, nowadays, it's it's as good as it was. It's just the problem is, you know, affording it is kind of hard for a lot of people. You know, you pay $100 for level one, 200 yearly for level two, and then I think 300 yearly for level three. Uh, and that's an annual thing. 
which is a lot like yes. that's <laughs> like i i pay uh like i, I want to say i pay about six hundred dollars a year for my professional like my professional finance licenses and that's like something that i earn a salary on that like <laughs> like like three hundred dollars is like professional level licensing that you can earn full-time salary. Like, I don't know, Pat, do electricians have like, uh, well, you like union dues, I guess is the equivalent. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you def- definitely have to go to school and yeah, you have to take your test and all that stuff that costs, that all costs real money for sure. But it's just like, yeah, like this is actually making judging like an actual professional, you know, certificate that you need to have in order to work. But the thing is, is judges don't have that uh you know income stream that these other professions uh do it's not like you're you're making hand over fist you know judging you can't you can't be a full-time judge is what i'm trying to get at it is very difficult to be a full-time judge you know i've known a lot of people who go from place to place but they have a second job or they have they run their own business uh, which is why they get to judge you know famously a lot of the judges in europe are really high level because they get a lot of pto time that's a a very famous thing (laughs) Um, you know, it's, it's not something that, you know, I can discuss from my perspective, because I'm not sure how much it, it, it varies from person to person. Personally, I view judging as an experience of like, I make enough money in my full-time job where I'm like, any money I make off judging is to go to duels and other stuff, you know, whenever I work an SCAG event, or if I work, you know, a GP or magic fest, whatever we call it in the future. Now if I'm working an event. I'm just moving that money to pay forward for my duels. Like that's what that money goes to or an old school mm-hmm. collection. Um, all my money I make from judging is just to pay more for the game. Um, mm-hmm. And all my foils get sold unless I play them with commander or something like that. You know, I keep some of it and then some of it I just sell, which is another way to theoretically recoup your profit theoretically. Um, but that's hit or miss depending on, you know, if you get them that year, I mean, you're guaranteed two mailings a year, if I remember correctly. Right. That, But that to me is like such a shitty way to treat your judges. Be like, Hey, like, Especially from a company that can't acknowledge a secondary market, be like, "Oh, we're going to compensate you with these foils." It's like, it's very, you know, I don't know. I'm a very well, much in the. Did, did you see Wizards is now doing that for their regular employees? Now they have the uh, the heroes cards, which are basically like super rare one time wow. printing cards, and it's just like. Oh wow, wizards! Instead of giving your employees like a four hundred one k bonus or like and uh, like an annual bonus or something like that, you're gonna you're gonna print some cardboard and give it to them, and Fucking the employees yikes. are gonna be fine. With it. The employees are fine with it though because they there's the secondary market and they can sell these cards for thousands of dollars. And I'm yeah, sure they, but it's just but it just like it just blows my mind how much money wizard or even Hasbro just makes hand over fist. I mean, they're literally selling slips of paper. They are printing their own currency. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. Yeah, I have fe- I have feelings about it. We don't have to go into it right now, but <laughs> <laughs> so so that's what the judge program kind of looks like now. You know, you have to basically pay an annual fee. You have to pay an annual fee to be able to work <laughs> at yeah. these events. Uh, you do have still have the judge promos, which are highly sought after, and depending on which uh, card it is, you know, it could be hundred dollar. You know, if you get like the the Phyrexian Elishnorn. I know that's like a highly sought after judge promo and very famous. So, I mean, th- there are definitely benefits, but you are basically paying to do a hobby. It's just your hobby is now judging rather than playing. Um, and that, and that's what the judge program looked like going into quarantine, but then quarantine happened and we don't have any events anymore. So if we don't have any events anymore, we don't necessarily need judges. I mean, obviously you still have the paper events, but I don't think you need to be an official judge for, for most of those, you know, most of those are just community run. We haven't had sanctioned events in basically a year. So what have judges been doing? Are they still paying this annual fee in order to not be able to judge any events? Cause there are no events. So they waived the fee for 2020 from what I remember, it was being carried forward into 2021. I'm not sure if they're going to waive it again this year, so last year I didn't have to pay my renewal and this year I'm not sure if I'm going to pay my renewal or not yet. It depends on how that works out with them, but they did see the world and just like, yeah, we're not going to ask you guys to pay money if we're not all going to be judging events like throughout the world. Like it's just not happening. Like that doesn't make any sense. Why would we charge you a hundred dollars? Um, which is a very fair shake from them. You know, they easily could have said, yeah, we're still going to charge you, but from judge Academy like, yeah, we're not going to do that. We're, we're not running events, um, which is completely fair. And I have to give credit to Judge Academy because uh, that's something I don't think we made clear when we were talking about it is the judge program was basically privatized. 
Hasbro basically said, all right, we're ending the judge program. We're not going to have judges anymore. And Hasbro basically just told the magic community. It's like, you guys figure it out. <laughs> we're wiping our hands of it. We're not going to be sponsoring judges as far as we care. You know, there just won't be judges anymore. And now, and then judge. Is that, was that really the, the approach? Yes, that really was the approach. There was a deadline um, that was informed to the greater kind of magic uh, judging community, the L3s and the community leaders, the, the regional uh, conference owners, kind of stuff like that. You know, the coordinators, all the community people up with the high that were like the closest to wizards were basically told, hey, after this time, the judge academy and like the judge apps and all that kind of stuff, the judge programs are going to be ending. Uh, you guys got a plan, right? And it was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, can you guys figure it out? Uh, and yeah. you know from what i understand and i'm not very close to it i'm not at liberty to say more about it i but it basically was like a last minute thing where everyone came together it's like okay we really need something let's get this done and there was a deal made um and that's how judge academy got formed and has their partnership of sorts with watsi and how that works because i can't really talk about that because i'm not on the judge academy board and sure yeah uh, working for them you know i'm just one of them who was certified and one judge i do know people on that board you know my regional coordinator was um, at the time we had Jess, we had Jess Dunks. Um, and nowadays we have Nicholas Zinnemer. Uh, we had, we had Nicolette at one point who has uh, moved on to Judge Academy. Uh, Nicolette's a great person. Uh, great. Um, I think she's doing PR for them now from what I remember and is the main person who talks from Judge Academy to the judges and the community coordinators. Uh, and I have to say they're doing a great job with what they're doing. Like, as much as people have complained about the move from, hey, it was free before to, you know, do charging the certification. Well, you know, it's, it was either this or nothing. Like mm -hmm. that's that that's something that is tremendously underwhelmed by a lot of players. They're just like, oh, that, well, that was that was that just to alleviate them of any responsibility to treat judges as employees? Because I know there was like a yeah. there, wasn't there a civil suit going on? And I don't know if that ever got if that ever got settled out of court or whatever, but I never heard much about it after that. Yeah, that, that's what I was talking about earlier about the lawsuit that yeah. happened. It's like, and yeah, that that's why I wanted to clarify this whole thing is you know the whole thing about the fees and everything like that. That's not deriding Judge Academy at all. I think the Judge Academy program is awesome, and I, I think it's definitely a labor of love for a lot of people. It's just it's a shitty situation that Hasbro put them in because basically Hasbro's legal team said we didn't want we don't want to deal with this. We don't want it's not even the cost of like the cards because like we said printing cards is basically nothing for wizards right. when you're talking about that level you know the, it wasn't so much the cost of judges uh it was the fact that you know if they were going to be deemed as employees it was just way too much risk for yeah. hasbro to take on not that they can't afford it they they clearly can with the billions of dollars the magic brings in every year it's just not a cost that they're willing to take on they right. think that okay. you know they basically just don't think judges are worth are worth that much, which is a really shitty thing for, you know, the company that makes the game to kind of the stance for them to take. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Yeah, so. it's, it's a really unfortunate situation, but it's it's one of those things. A lot of players didn't have the kind of inside knowledge on that. And a lot of judges didn't know because, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, it was just kind of like plopped on a lot of judges. Like, why is this happening? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I was lucky, you know, to be able to talk with a lot of the people who moved over to Judge Academy, like at the top. And kind of understand why this happened. You know, it, it was like do or die. You know, at the mm -hmm. very final days, it was a rush. It wasn't like, it wasn't like there was you know months of like let's talk about this. Let's figure out how we're gonna easily transition from <laughs> judge apps to judge academy. It was like, yeah, you better have that clock ticking because I'm pulling the rug out and I'm gonna turn off the lights. You know, it's closing time. Mm. Yeah. And that's why it was such a controversy because people didn't realize that it was a totally separate company. They didn't realize that like the judge program essentially got privatized, like force forcefully privatized. Um, you know, they just thought it was like another cash grab from wizards. And they, they thought judge Academy was just another like wizards division. And just now wizards was going to charge people because already like wizards and Hasbro were cutting judge benefits and, mm -hmm. you know, the things that judges got year over year. And then all of a sudden it's like, now, not only are we not going to, you know, give you all these benefits. Now we're actually going to charge you in order to work for us for free. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird like situation that, that that is. Hey, let me ask you a question, Jordan. Like what, what drove you to become a judge? Because it's something I've talked about with my friends is like, I, I don't understand. And, and this is not to be direct to risk for anything. It, it, it just, it surprises me that so many people like take, invest the amount of time and energy into becoming a judge because it's not like something you just like volunteer for and like 
you get signed up and you just do it. Like you have to like take tests and study and all that stuff. Like what pushed you to become like to want to become a judge and give up, like, well, not give up, but basically like any big events that come to you that you judge, you're not necessarily playing in for sure. Right. So what, you know, what kind, what kind of pushed you into that? So this goes back to when I first started magic. I've been playing magic for about 10 or 11 years now. I started around return to Ravnica that era. Um, Around that time, my local shop was called Campus Cards and Games. I grew up in Orlando, Florida, right outside of UCF. So my local judge scene was actually popping. Like Florida has the most judges in the US, like by far. Um, And I was incredibly fortunate to have a great community of judges that kind of inspired me to get more into the game and understanding the rules. Uh, when I was still in high school, I was learning under Brian Perlman, uh, L3 from uh, Florida, who is also one of the people who do JudgeCast. Um, so there is a Judge podcast, which is all about like how to do certain triggers. They talk about different things in the judging program in the community. It's hosted by B, B. Prill or Brian Perlman, uh, Jess Dunks, and I can't remember who the third person is off the top of my head. But they're all L3s. They're great people, and they discuss about the judge program. But from there, you know, I was basically, you know, treated with some of the best people in the judge program at the time um, because my mentor, when I was learning originally, um, before I moved off to college, I was learning from B. Prill, Brian Pillman. I was learning for David Green. Um, for those who aren't familiar with David Green, he did a lot of the judge corner stuff for Gathering Magic on YouTube for a long time ago. Great guy. Absolutely wonderful and is incredibly smart about like how the game works. Um, I've had a bunch of different opportunities to, you know, work with players as well as just being able to play magic when I was younger. And I'm like, I always wanted to give back to my community no matter how much I could. Um, when I moved off to college, I wasn't playing for the first two years cause I was busy with college, but the minute I got into my junior year of college, I'm like, Hey, let's do this. Let's get back on the judge program. Let's, let's, let's do this. Cause I was learning how to do rules advisor before I left. And when I came back, I'm like, I'm going to get back into the fold. I'm going to play modern. I'm going to get back into legacy. Uh, from there, because I played standard and EDH before I left for college um, and really just wanted to give back to my community. So I'm like, I'm going to do this. This will be right. I have time. Let's take the test. Um, got my L1 certification from my uh, mentor, who's an L2 in Georgia, a guy named Adam Blaylock. Um, shout out to Adam. He's a big fan of the of the podcast, and he also has wanted to be on this podcast forever. So <laughs> for you, Adam. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I definitely know the name from the Facebook page for sure. <laughs> yeah, you told me, Jerry, that uh, you, you told him he'd be on the cast the minute that he gets the head judge of Legacy GP, if I remember correctly. <laughs> oh, and I feel so bad because then we... <laughs> he had a, he had a good chance, too. He had a good chance because he had the last Legacy GP was RGP. Oh, uh, Legacy Atlanta. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Well, you can come on the cast again. Uh, you don't... <laughs> we'll waive that requirement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam, Adam's good dude. We we hung out. Uh, oh, what have they all blur together now? Basically, all magic tournaments are just one big magic tournament in my mind. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if it was Barcelona or New York or something. <laughs> but I, yeah, I missed the gathering. Yeah, he's a he's a real good dude. So yeah, yeah, you could definitely come on on come on the cast again, <laughs> or for the first time. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Oh boy. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, I've been playing Legacy for about six years now. I started with Stoneblade and then I moved on to Death and Taxes. And nowadays I played it to get Ale. I love Dead Guy. And we got a lot of cool spicy cards from uh, Strixhaven. So I'm excited to test those. Yeah, I noticed that a lot of the Blue Red Delver decks are playing Express ex- Expressive or Explosive Iteration, which I, I don't know how I feel about that card. It's hard to it's been hard to parse out for me. So I just actually have to just play it. But like I think the one of the lists that Top eight of the challenge this past week was running four copies of it. So they're obviously bought into that card pretty hard. I, I, I don't know if it's that good, but, uh, you know, because we kind of see that happen a lot. Like a new set drops and people really push new cards into the decks and see what works and what doesn't. But, um, yeah, it seems like it seems like it's decent. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to try it out. Yeah, I'm trying to test out Fracture and then the other one, which is like destroy a, a monocolored permanent. Remember correctly, or exile a monocolor. Okay, is fracture the black green? Fracture is the fracture is the black white one, which it says. Uh, oh, okay, destroy planeswalker artifact or enchantment. So it's that's what, yeah, enchant, yeah, yeah, but yeah. better. 
yeah, yeah, black, yeah. White. that's that's a pretty I cool get, one i i heard that that was also i think misprinted and i was either like the french or it german was french. printing it was french. yeah the creature as well yeah it's like also just says destroy target creature just like oh wow this is like legacy playable now <laughs> or even like already legacy playable now it's like like main deckable four copies <laughs> yeah we're, we're moving eliminate out of here we're putting in straight two of these at least <laughs> no it'd be good as if swords to plowshares had disenchant stapled to it <laughs> that's pretty dope oh uh, yeah <laughs> Oh, awesome awesome what do you think uh the judge program is going to kind of look like in in this year as things start opening up again we start having paper events again has wizards actually even said anything about like paper events coming back or anything I, like that i think the last thing i saw was them saying 2022 but i could be mistaken so every month as far as i'm aware they come out and say in-store play is not allowed yet in these regions they are allowed in these regions Every month, without a doubt, it's on our Judge Facebook page. I get updates from that all the time when it says, yeah, no news is the same news, guys. We are mm -hmm. still in effect on no in-store play and no sanctioned events. If you're holding a sanctioned event in-store, in you're probably going to get reported to the DCI and you're probably going to get your uh, your sanctioned well, uh, event. All right, so, so here's a question. So like, so like Florida is like wide open right now, right? Like the DeSantis just re removed all restrictions. So yeah, but Florida, Florida is also like a half step away from like Mad Max. You say that you say that, but they have like the lowest COVID cases in the country. As so someone I really that don't... grew up in Florida, I can tell you without a doubt, it is basically Mad Max. Right. But like, but, but like the, you know, the actual like cases there are super low. Right. So yeah, that's because the road warriors keep eating all of the census takers. You're trying to get <laughs> so, all right. So Jerry, we can, we can have this debate. We can have this discussion. Right. But I'm being, I am kind of being a little bit earnest. So like, in a state like florida where they're like hey we're we're open for business like you can have these events you can you know we're, we have restrictions like i wonder what the i mean obviously we can we can speculate if we want to but i wonder what the watsi policy is going to be there because there's no you know that like the if the state is saying hey these businesses are open like what's stopping an lgs from running a tournament i'm just i can't wait i'm gonna go to like florida court and they're gonna like bring up some parking ticket i'm just like i do not recognize the jurisdiction of florida i only adhere to the jurisdiction of watsi in the great everglades uh, region so i've got a fun fact because i grew up in florida my favorite florida law that i know by heart is if you park your elephant on a parking meter for more than 15 minutes it's a fine uh, sounds this, about right this has to do with some kind of like circus thing back yeah in, like, i'm sure 1900s yeah. and they just yeah. never fixed it yeah they they never like go back over these old wacky laws there are still like uh i don't, I don't know what state it's in it might be washington where you're not allowed to shoot you're not allowed to harpoon a whale from your vehicle <laughs> like it's like there's like those ridiculous like ridiculous laws um they exist because someone has done it oh right no it's, it's the best right it's like i, I want to know what what you know it, push this into law in in Boston, you're not allowed to mow your lawn on Sunday shirtless. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. It's an affront to it's an affront to God. That law was so. made because of me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I wonder what the position is going to be, right? Like, obviously, they they can't. I guess they could tell stores not to run events, but oh, they totally can. I mean, yeah, I, I just, their own their own menace. Uh, whenever yeah, they I it. just don't see what what the um what good it does them but you know i mean also I guess it, we moved from the were that's another big thing that is kind of understated right now um during covid they moved away from the wizard event reporter really big thing uh and they were trying to replace it i'm not sure where that has gotten along but yeah they're in the middle of replacing the wizard event reporter with a different reporter is that why they're not is that why they're not is that the actual reason they're not having events because uh, it's not it could ready? be it could be because who would have thought something something digital coming out of watsi is running behind fucking schedule like <laughs> I like how Unreal. Watsi like just introduced Mac iOS uh, integration yeah, for magic for, for Magic Online. <laughs> yeah, it's only is 20. Arena on the phone yet? Yeah, I Arena. know they said. Yeah, they're on I iOS now, I believe. Finally, yeah. yeah. So you can have it on your iPhone. You can have it on your iPhone. Oh, it's too bad. There's no legacy on there. Yeah, it's too I bad. Know. Yeah. Got historic. Yeah, meh. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really want to play Legacy Light. I'll just wait to play Legacy. Historic. I guess the, I'll wait. I guess I'll wait until they say we can play Legacy in our state. Historic's the wrong half of Magic history. I want, <laughs> I want the other half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, they're changing to Event Link, is what it's called. From oh, okay. They call it Event Link. 
Somewhere. Event link. It's event link. Huh. Yeah, I'm not familiar with it, but yeah. It's, yeah, I'm it sure you will be eventually. Yes, I will. Oh, man. No more were. Yeah, it's, it's wild. wild. It's wild. I can tell you all the fun stories of were and different things that have happened in the past. I was at uh, an SCG regional at Wasteland Gaming in uh, Georgia, and we had a delay of like three hours because were crashed and then deleted the autosave and deleted every oh. entry. Uh, we were on round it? two. Yeah, I I remember it wasn't it wasn't GP Vegas. It was some GP Kansas was, City. Was a G, no GP New Jersey? I think it was or something like that. Where like we're crashed on like a, a t- like twenty five hundred person event. Oh no, that <laughs> happened. That happened. I think that was a tournament I was at, Jerry. When that happened, I uh, yeah, I think I think I think we were both there because it was like I was like between rounds like four or five or something like that, and it was like a a two hour delay between rounds four and five. It was absolutely miserable. I want to say it was GP New Jersey or something like that. I I don't I don't remember what it was. I feel like if I wasn't there, I definitely remember hearing about it because it sounds very familiar. I know um, the story too. <laughs> oh, George, maybe your memory serves you better. Than I, I I do know the story. I don't remember which. GP had happened. It definitely did happen at a GP that was 2,500. Um, what ended up happening is where did crash and where recycled everyone out. Um, it kept the players list from what I remember, but what happened was it reversed everyone back to zero. So they had to go through every match slip oh, by hand. Man. And I'm not sure if you've ever like looked at that table with the people up on it, but you know, there is like usually one person per event. Um, and it was all hands on deck from what I was told, because I have wow. a friend who basically does scorekeeping at all the GPs and uh, mm-hmm. SEGs um, and has done that for a long time. And I remember being told that story. I'm like, that's insane. That, that <laughs> that's sounds like absolute hell. <laughs> that's a freaking yep. nightmare. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I think it was like it was something like it was 11 o'clock at night and we were still on like round six. <laughs> something like that. Oh. It was just it was just miserable. <laughs> oh, my Lord. They ended up. Yeah, they ended up having to like finish day one on on day two. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know the SCG regional I went to. They refunded um, people's tickets, like their their sign ins. Um, so you could actually we had people from out of state coming that weren't pre registered, and some people dropped and like took over their spots. That's how bad it was. You know, <laughs> oh my God. Wow. it was just so bad, and it was. I think the top eight was played at like one in the morning or something. Ugh. Absolutely wild. <laughs> it was all yeah. my local judge friends too who were running the event. I'm just like, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm, I'm gonna go to the ramen shop down the place because there's also a Korean barbecue place in the same plaza. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm peacing out for two hours. <laughs> so maybe it's a good thing we're putting Murr to rest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh boy. But yeah, I think the biggest event we're gonna have this year is gonna be the 100k, which I'll be going to, and the 40k. Uh, so yeah, gonna be the two big ones. I'm excited. Um, I'm super excited for those. I haven't been to a big legacy event in a long time. I'll be taking my OS deck and my legacy deck with me. So I'll probably see you guys there. Yeah, I'll see you there. We we got our uh or we actually still need to book our tickets, Pat. We should do that. For what? The same. The uh Jeremy Sundry. Oh yeah, there are our flights. Yeah, we should do that at some point. I'm in no rush, but we should do that probably by July. Should probably do it sooner rather than later because based on what i've been finding is everyone's like oh i'm quarantined i'm vaccinated now i can do anything i want and everything is sold out everywhere like oh, okay like disney is booked until august i know this because my family was trying to plan a disney trip and it's just completely sold out until yep. august you just yep. can't even get into the parks that's crazy we are actually doing our first one in january nice. i'm pretty excited about yeah pretty stoked I'm basically just moving into Star Wars land. <laughs> I mean, I, I, my, I was like, I'm, I told my wife, I was like, we're going to spend so much money. She's like, well, on the kids? I was like, no, on me too. Like, <laughs> you're going to build a real. lightsaber, Pat? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, make sure you get reservations. You need to get reservations to build a lightsaber. Yeah, you need to get reservations for that and the, ri- the Rise of Resistance ride. You need a reservation for it. Those book okay. out the morning of, like 100% yeah. okay. all the waitlist goes. Also, it's like two hundred dollars to build a lightsaber. Yes, which is irrelevant. Irrelevant. <laughs> irrelevant. Don't care. Don't how many? Care. How many of that is in galactic credits? That's the only <laughs> currency that cares about. Yeah, um, I grew up on Disney. Uh, my dad worked for Disney for many years, so yeah. I I know all the tips and tricks. If you go oh, in July shit. now, uh, we're gonna get food and wine in July, so that's gonna be really hype. I usually go every year for Epcot's food and wine festival. Oh, nice! I'm a big nice. fan of that. Oh yeah, sick. I'm jealous. My girlfriend's going back to back. She's going with her mom next week. And then she's going with her dad a month after that. I'm just like, 
That's, what that's is this the, bullshit? The, the, the glory of having divorced parents. Yeah. Her, her parents are still married. Wait, what? <laughs> like her parents couldn't get their work schedules figured out, so their oh parents are like, all right, we'll just we'll just each take you. Oh, that's oh hilarious. God. That's crazy. that's hilarious. Yeah, but I, I remember in high school going out every Friday to Epcot and stuff because you know, yeah, free passes because of my dad. You know, yep. Every, Every Friday we'd go to Epcot just to have dinner, you know, at a quick service restaurant. Yeah. Uh, Epcot was my least favorite park. Though. Get, but when, when I went when older, I was a kid, when you Epcot, get older. Yeah, 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 that's fair. That's Epcot, fair. you appreciate a lot more when you can legally drink. Yes. Yeah. When I was a kid, I, like my favorite was Universal Studios. I thought that was the fucking. Bells. I worked for Universal Studios for. Oh, really? Uh, I, I love uh, the Harry Potter Studios. stuff. See. Oh, yeah. Well, Harry Potter was not a thing when I went because I went probably in. Oh boy, it was probably 1996. Would have been what the Mummy at that time, maybe. Uh, Jurassic Park was really big. I don't think the Mummy was Spider Man there yet. Earlier, what's that? Was Spider Man there yet? The yeah. Spider Man ride. <sighs> Spider Man. Spider Man was there when I was last. I there, don't remember Spider Man being there. I remember. I remember really liking the Alfred Hitchcock stuff because I loved Alfred Hitchcock. I missed that. Uh, I wish I could have seen that. I I, I love. They had like the Jaws ride there. They had uh Back Did to the Future they... there. They took out Jaws, though. They took out Jaws sure. and Back to the Future. Back to the Future. I'm still, yeah, I'm pissed they took out Back to the Future and pissed they took out Jaws. They also took out King Kong, which was a great ride. Oh, the King Kong answer. ride was fucking fun. So they dude. replaced it one. with another King Kong ride. From, oh, really? I remember recently, like, yeah, Kong Skull Island or something. Did they, did they just oh, add Jack, Jack Black? Yeah, they just added Jack Black. <laughs> on the ride. You know, honestly, <laughs> I actually met Jack Black in Providence. Uh, he was super cool. Nice. Uh, yeah, he was, at, he was at my work. He was at a Whole Foods, and he was buying, like, fish sticks, and he had a... Uh, his, you know how they have like the the shirts that are just a giant image, like the whole thing is a giant image. His was like a giant pug face, and he was wearing like sweatpants. I'm oh like, Lord. of course, this is what you're wearing in public, Jack Black. Like, obviously, this is what you're wearing. But he was super, he was super chill. So, yeah. Um. All right, J- Jared, you want to get into scoops and poops, or do we have Jordan? Was there anything else you wanted to get into before we started wrapping up? Uh, not really. You know, I'm on the Discord at Mr. Jack Dax. A lot of the Discord can't be done without our community. Like, we love having everyone on. Uh, Jerry, it would be great, or Pat, to have you guys both on it sometime for commentary or something, or if you guys want to play Hell again, yeah. I'd love to set I would be down. Up. I'd ah, definitely hit, be down. hit us up. We'd be down to do some commentary. Yeah, yeah, of course. Sure. Our, our big uh, big shout-outs to our mod team, you know, Doc DeLeo, Rad Hazard, Chaotic Bear, you know, all the big people, Beyond Sadistic, Astrid, um, Lone Digger, Pope Hoffy, the whole crew. If I missed anyone, Mike Diff. Hopefully I didn't miss anyone. I think that's everyone off my list. Um, <laughs> and uh, but we'll... big shout out to our community. You know, we are the MTGPL, you know, and our tagline has always been, let us be your local meta. And we've been our, we've been the local meta for the last year now. Nice. Uh, hopefully it'll continue growing, you know, more and more. That's yeah. Awesome. And we'll, uh, we will throw the link to the discord in the show notes. So if you guys are interested, you want to play some paper magic over webcam, get in some leagues, get in some Saturday tournaments or Sunday tournaments, EU time. Uh, all you got to do is just click on the link and you'll be dropped right into the discord. Nice. Should we do some scoops? Yeah, let's get the scoops in the top eight, Jerry. Who do you want to scoop in the top eight this week? Uh, I am going to scoop in everything reopening. I got my second vaccine dose, Pat. Uh, so in about 10 days, I'll be fully clear because you still have to wait. How, how did you do? Any uh, any side effects or anything? Uh, I felt kind of like crummy the next day. Mm-hmm. Like not like flu crummy, just like. I don't. I might have also. It's, I I had the equivalent of a shitty hangover, is what I yeah would, yeah yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. I, what I would equate it to. So I I got off lucky. Like my girlfriend was out for like three days of work. When really? She oh wow. Yeah. I guess I'm just stronger, you know. <laughs> yeah, I got my second shot. Uh, not this past Saturday, but the one before that. And uh, I I was very well. Like my wife's like she she got hers back in like January. And she's like, I just drank a bunch of water beforehand and dirt and right afterwards. And she and I was fine. So that's what I did. And I had like no issues. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Scoops to everything opening back up. Everyone get vaccinated. The faster everyone gets vaccinated, the faster we can get back to having paper events, guys. Uh, we'll at least paper in person events. So do it up. Do it, do it, do it. And nice. uh, poops on my girlfriend for going to disney two times uh without, <laughs> without you without you she might she actually might end up going to disney three times this year because she i think she's coming <laughs> with me and my family at the end of the year so she's getting that's awesome three disney vacations in one year <laughs> that's amazing good for her good for her uh living the life <laughs> yeah well yeah uh how about you jordan did you have anyone you wanted to scoop in a top eight this week 
I definitely scoop in our, our mod team in the community. Definitely, 100%. I can't do it without the community. And, you know, I love being able to stream, you know, every weekend and being able to be part of this amazing community. I'll scoop in uh, a family member of mine, lovable uh, Tan and Grace. Uh, love him. Shout outs to his uh, MTG rants now. It used to be Pioneer Cast. <laughs> uh, big shout outs to him and Ross. Uh, I love listening to their stuff. So, you know, big members of the community. And I, I love seeing being involved, you know, big shout out to my uh, mod, uh, mod team and as well as my judge community from my locals, you know, Michael Starr, Nick Zinnemer, and of course, Adam Blaylock. Love you guys. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I'm going to scoop in a top eight this week, uh, Melinda Gates, because I think she just became the wealthiest woman in the world. And uh, if she's looking for a husband who's uh, significantly younger than her and will do whatever, uh, just hit me up. <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I will be. I can be. I can be. Jeez. <laughs> Honestly, your wife would probably be like, yeah, I understand. Just, you know, yeah. kick, give me some kickbacks. And yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, like, we would spread the love around. We'd spread the love around. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, Jordan, thank you very much for coming on this week, man. It was great to talk to you. Um, I really do like, I appreciate guys like you who, you know, and your team who put in a ton of work in their free time to uh, keep the legacy community alive. It means a lot to, uh, to guys like Jerry and I, who are, you know, we, we've put a lot of, uh, a lot of our kind of time and effort into into legacy and i just love that people you know are, are out there and, and putting the time in and like i said keeping the community going it means a lot and uh and, and yeah so just thank you man thank you for coming on and thank you for that work really appreciate it yeah anytime i mean it, it's like that famous saying uh if you build it they'll come you know? yeah yep yep so jerry built the giant bong what <laughs> just kidding just kidding jerry jerry's sitting on a beach right now he's got a palm tree like uh blowing you know lazily in the background i'm very jealous yep it's totally real i'm in an office jerry's on the beach <laughs> all right well thank you again jordan for coming on this week uh you know uh you will put all the socials and stuff in the uh sure. in the show notes and uh you can find all our socials and stuff in the show notes as well anything else jerry before we get out of here that is it Awesome. Thanks, everyone, for hanging out this week. Uh, say hi to your mother for me, and we'll catch you all next week. <laughs> say, hey, hey, tell your mother I said, sup. No, no. Say <laughs> hi to your mother for me. That's our. That's going to be our new uh, exit, I think, for the show. <laughs> it's very Boston. Very Boston. <laughs> if it was Boston, it'd say hi to your ma for me. Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> your ma for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Bye. Come on down to Brunton. Never a day for the